Neither Marcus nor Tabby are a professional broadcaster. This will soon become evident. I'd like to apologise in advance for any poor accents that may appear herein. You're the only one with the poor accents. <laughs> I do no accents. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. I think it's frankly insulting. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Marcus Baby, and possibly. Hey, I'm Tabby. And we are the, the De- Detective, Detective Inspectors. Inspectors. Yay! No yay. Oh, I've got yay. To, I like the yay. All right. <laughs> It is your thing. Allow, allow me my simple pleasures. <laughs> the only ones you're getting. So what do we do on this? This is a podcast where Tabby and myself watch a detective programme halfway through. Yeah. We then talk about it for too long, try and work out, we talk about what's happened, and then we try and work out what's going to happen in the second half. Yeah, we're like shit clairvoyants. They are. <laughs> Turns out I'm slightly shitter at being a clairvoyant than you thus far. 2-1. 2-1 is close. 2-1. I had my first win last week. Everything to play for. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. nothing to win. <laughs> no, there will, no, there will be a prize <laughs> at the end. I haven't worked out what it is yet. You know, it is, it is, It'll be a lot better if I'm the winner than if you are the winner. Is the prize not having to watch any more of these programmes? <laughs> And not having to see me anymore. <laughs> yes. On random Thursday afternoons. Yeah, yeah, no, that, I, I like this. There, there is everything to play for then. <laughs> everything to play for. Yes. If you can get five ahead, then we can stop. Okay. If either of us get five ahead, then it's over. All right. That seems a little bit. <laughs> never happen. It seems a little bit bleak, but. Um... It will never happen. Okay. I'll cheat if it gets to any point where that looks likely to occur. Fair enough. Good. Uh, we then, having uh, watched the first half of the podcast and guess what's going to happen, we then watched the second half of the episode and find out if we were review right. it, find out who was right, and then have a little uh, chit chat about what we thought of the detective yeah. in the episode and, and the program them, and the program in general. Really, uh, rank them off. Yeah, um, I do like a good ranking. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> you set them up, I knock them down. Yeah. <laughs> Uptown Bromley top ranking. Um, so, if uh, you do want to get in touch with us, yeah. and it would be amazing if someone did. Yeah. Um, one of one of the thirteen people who <laughs> thirteen regular listeners at this but point. I think that's good. I think that's that's good. But you can uh, you can tweet us at detect underscore inspect or you can email us at uh, the detective inspectors at gmail.com. The detective inspectors. So um, today we watched a program. It ran from three series from two thousand and twelve. Um, yeah, there's no end date, so there may well be more. Um, Possibly movies, uh, Led being uh, oh, okay. about. There was a script that uh, the two main characters were seen like holding in a picture on Instagram. Ooh. And talk of a series based in England. Because that's, that's the star exciting. of the show was, was over here doing a film. So, I mean, that's, I think she lives here now. Okay, oh, that's exciting. Which gives um, me hope. So, and we are transcending time and space by going to the other side of the world and back into the 1920s, the exciting and brilliant 1920s. The swinging 20s. The roaring 20s. (laughs) The 60s swung, the 20s roared. That's swinging. (laughs) Swinging. I'm sure that's what people say. Nope. Swinging swinging 20s. Nope. Roaring 20s. (laughs) The shifty 60s. I've... (laughs) Roaring twenties, dirty thirties, naughty forties. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, uh, there was certainly a lot of naughty things going on in the forties <laughs> and the thirties. To be honest, well, yeah, true. Anyway, let's not go down that road. No, let's try and have one episode where yeah. you don't mention that um, and where you don't do a bad German accent. Uh, <laughs> I won't be doing a bad German accent. Yeah, you're doing a bad Australian accent. Um, and so we are watching Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. Fantastic. And the Fantastic. episode from series one, episode six, 
Ruddy Gore. Ruddy Gore. So, uh, spelt ruddy. Um, as in cheeks? Um, yeah. Um, and gore, as in... Ow. Gore. Um, <laughs> but um, a clever play on words, for it's based around a, um, a performance of a um, Gilbert and Sullivan um, operetta, which, if you're not familiar with um, Gilbert and Sullivan... Good for you. That shit. Um, I'm not familiar with them, but I know I don't like them. Yeah, uh, that's 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 the way it goes. Which is spelled. Um, the actual um, operator is called Ruddy Gore, spelled R U D D I Gore, all one word. So um, see what you did there, Miss Fisher, um, and your writers. I don't think it was her, was it? Um, She's a fictional character. Well, she doesn't have any say in what the episode is called. Yeah, but you also believe that Jersey is a fictional island, so. Um, <laughs> No one, since that episode has been released, no one has contacted us <laughs> to say anything wrong. to the contrary. <laughs> Think about it. Maybe our, listen- our listenership doesn't uh, is- isn't quite far-reaching as uh, Jersey. Well, maybe Jersey doesn't exist, like I said. Okay. Until someone contacts me from Jersey with some sort of proof, I can't think what that would be. Postcard? Then... <laughs> You want, I could knock you up a postcard from Jersey, the fictional <laughs> island of Jersey, on Photoshop in a minute. Just take a picture of Guernsey, flip it for 180 degrees so it's backwards, and change the colour of the cows. Fair enough. Let's crack on. Yes, let's. <laughs> so what is Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries, I hear you ask? Basically, Miss Fisher is a private detective, a lady detective, played by the... Fantastic Essie Davis. Yeah, um, I was not aware. I was not even aware of her until last week when I saw this on Netflix. And since I've started watching these for this, I've seen her in Mindhorn. Yep, and this, and, and she is fantastic. She was also um, fantastic in the the Babadook, um, which is Babadook, which I'm not. Yeah, I know you're a big fan. I'm not I familiar with it. Uh, so, Miss Fisher is, um, she's effectively sort of like a 1920s um, society woman, um, or society lady, um, your typical kind of um, uh, flapper woman, um, which Sorry. I... <laughs> Flappers. Um, the, uh, flappers were sort of women uh, women in the 20s who were sort of like, you know, escaping the uh, male oppression. Okay, and, um, yeah. So it, she's very, very liberated. So she's got sort of like the um, the Louise Brooks sort of like bobbed haircut, uh, check. The um, uh, sequin depot dresses, check. Um, the gun, the, 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 golden the bone-handed gun. golden pistol. Yeah. Um, which was not actually in... Uh, circulation to the 1950s. Ooh, I read on the internet. An anachronism. Excellent. Yep. A good, good mistake work. on the production. I, I will say hands down, full disclosure. I fucking love the 1920s. I love all the um, the bright young things and everything to do with that. Um, I think it's fantastic. And as I say, 1920s, the original 60s. Yep. So Summer of love. Um, they were the swinging twenties. They were doing a lot of swinging twenties. They were doing a lot of swinging twenties. The roaring twenties. They were doing a lot of drugs. They were doing a lot of fucking. Um, they were far more sexually liberated than you would assume for people of the time. Um, well, Miss Fisher certainly is. Yep. Yeah. No, she is. In um, every episode of this I've watched, she is, she is a man-hungry lady detective who, in every episode, she makes no bones. As soon as she meets even a half-attractive man, she's 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 all over him like a, a cheap suit. And good for her. That's, that's no fair play. Exactly. I know, absolutely. I'm not that, criticising, but she it is a it is a notable. It, it is it, one of her notable characteristics. It, it, it is she one is, of her character traits. Basically, everything she says is sort of like a just a a breath away from like a, um, a double entendre or, or basically just a. a Flat out seduction. Yeah. Every, everything she says. So um, she. So anyway, let's go. She is. She is that lady detective. Yep. She is the. And her name is Friny. Yep. Or Friny. Friny. Um, Friny Fisher. Not a name I'm familiar with. But Miss Friny Fisher. I think it died out at the end of the swinging twenties. Okay, that's. And then uh, you've got. <laughs> that's one. That's one take for the Australian accent. <laughs> and then you've got Inspector Jack, who is the police detective, who is. Very much against uh, Miss. Let me just. Uh, I think he's, just pull he, up he, the. He's not so much against her. He's kind of reluctant. Um, yeah, but he's reluctant. In every episode, he is reluctant at first. 
and yeah. then within about five minutes, she's just she's just along for the ride investigating. So to run down the cast, you got Essie Davis is Finey Fisher, Nathan Page is Detective John Jack Robinson, who is the uh, he's a reluctant one who always seems to be happy to get Finey Fisher on board after about three minutes of pretending he doesn't. Basically, you got Hugo Johnston Burt, which I, if I may say is an excellent surname. Mm. plays the constable Hugh Collins and then you've got Ashley Cummings who plays Dorothy Dot the, Williams. Um, she's she's sort of like the maid, she's she's sort of She is being paid to be Finey Fisher's friend is the way I see it. Yeah, she's she's sort of like um very shy, sort of repressed. She's basically kind of like the 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 foil to everything that um Miss Fisher is. She's sort of um you know, she's she's the antithesis. Antithesis. Yes, that one. The antithesis. <laughs> so there are some other main characters as well. There's two guys who normally drive around in a car and like move stuff about and help Miss Fisher when she has to go on stakeouts and stuff. But they're not in this episode so far. Okay. So we won't get on to. They're not on the thing. Don't need to mention them. So that's basically the thing. It's the twenties. She's a liberated woman. We're in a, you know, crimes happen, the police are going to investigate. And what we have is, and before we move on to the episode itself, this is most certainly in the busybody detective genre. I think so. It, it pretty much plays out like a, a, a young Miss Marple, effectively. Like, sort of, uh, yeah, she just turns up and crimes happen. So, um, seems to be, I mean, this is in a, to be fair, this is in a big city. <laughs> Melbourne. This is in Melbourne. So it is a big city. There are there is going to be a lot of crime, whereas wherever it is Miss Marple's from is a tiny village. True. So so there's more likelihood, if you're in Melbourne, that you are going to get mixed up in stuff like this, especially if you move in the kind of racy crowds that Friday Fisher does. That's two. <laughs> After this, let's get into the episode. Yep. Felony Homicide. Season one. Episode 6. Ruddy Gore. Ruddy Gore. The aforementioned Ruddy Gore. So, as we've said, it uh, takes place around a, um, a theatre company that are producing Gilbert and Sullivan um, operettas for their fucking sins. <laughs> Take us through what happens. Okay, well, the episode begins with basically the main, the main actor in this show, whose name is... Cochrane. Yep. Something Cochrane. Uh, him and his dresser, which apparently was a thing. All of these main actors seem to have a dresser. Yeah. Who's yeah, looking they, after them. Is that a thing in the theatre? Yeah, that, that is a thing. They'll they'll sort of like look after their costumes and sort of sort them out and, you know, possibly give them a hand with their makeup. Give or, them drugs. Although, uh, yeah, effectively. And, and booze, as we'll get into. Yeah. So you've got, uh, so you've got Cochrane and his dresser. See a ghost. Yes. It's. I've well, seen a few of these programs and this is the first one that has dabbled in the supernatural yep um so but and the ghost the ghost leaves a note and the note says you will pay for your sins yeah bum, bum, bum. yeah and then basically it cuts to uh finally fisher and dot her assistant forward slash paid for friend yeah are going to the theater Finey's been invited by her old friend, somehow her her old friend, like an English director he's a bit, of the theatre. Yeah. He's Australian, but he spent time in England. Yeah. I'm not, I didn't catch his name. Uh, I could probably look. No. That's Bart. Is, he, is his name Bart? I think it might be. That's Billy, <laughs> I think he's played by Billy Brown and he's called Bart. Bart Tarrant. Bart Tarrant, yeah. No relation to Chris, I don't believe. I would hope not. Who wants to be in an average Australian TV programme. <laughs> Again, we're blurring the lines of um, reality and fiction. <laughs> you blurred them. You blurred them, I'm just following suit. Okay. So the old director calls Finey in, he's given her free tickets to cinema, turns out theatre, turns out he's given her free tickets because he wants her to investigate this ghost. Yep. Uh, the ghost is actually uh, a woman called Dorothea, who basically committed suicide 30 years ago, or t no, 20 years ago, yeah. on the opening night of, of, of another Gore. production of Ruddy Gore in that theatre. 
Now, the thing here is that um, when you think about sort of like popular methods of um, of, of suicide, it, certainly in the twenties, you you know you're looking at sort of like cutting your wrists, shooting yourself, Arctic. taking poison, um, you know, drinking bleach, a la kind of heard it, um, an inspector calls, um, but no, spoilers. no, no, she stabs herself in the heart. Which I can't, I. I cannot think of a worse way of killing yourself. It, it, it would be difficult. It would be very, very difficult. Um, it's the actual act is like so visceral and like. I mean, I suppose you could sort of fall, falling on your sword, but then at least that's kind of you don't have to. Yeah, stabbing yourself in the heart. At some point, you can just let go, and the action's going to happen. Like yeah, gravity takes over. It's, but it's not easy to stab someone in the heart. No, you've got. Oh, oh. You know, I've seen Pulp Fiction. <laughs> you, you sound like you have experience in this. I've seen it quite a few times. Right, okay. Probably ten. <laughs> ten times, I expect. Average number, I would have thought, okay. for someone my age. Alright, that's fine. So, they're at the theatre. Finally, is like, okay, da, 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 there's a ghost. She kind of agrees to look into it, although she... <laughs> To certainly tells the old man there isn't probably much he can do. Uh, they watch the show uh, for a proper of nothing. It's stopped. It's finey, and it's J- Inspector Jack. The other guy hasn't turned up. Um, thankfully, we are uh, given only the tiniest, briefest glimpse of um, of the Gilbert and Sullivan, which is um, an awful operetta. production. It is an awful production. It's amateur dramatics, if I'm honest. It's poor. It's but yeah, yeah. Um, resident theatre critic Marcus. <laughs> poor. The uh, the 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 uh, the scenery is poor. The costumes are poor. The singing is poor. The lady singing is not quite as bad. But the important thing is that during a song or a aria, whatever you would like to call it, yeah. Uh, basically, the leading man Cochrane just drops dead. It collapses. Dies. Drops dead. Drops dead, curtain comes down, investigation begins, and I'm trying to race through this. Yep. Um, we have a nice line from uh, Mrs. Fisher, uh, Miss Fisher, I should say, um, that she speaks fluent uh, thespian. Um, yeah. Yes, another yes, another one of her thinly veiled um, <laughs> come-ons. Um, How is that a fluent come-on? A well, fluent come-on? Flu- How is that a come-on? Fluent thespian. What does thespian sound like? <laughs> thespian, don't know. Oh, okay. No. Oh. What? What? I don't. I genuinely don't know. Oh, you're an innocent child. <laughs> I am. What does it sound like? <laughs> Come on, Tabby. Well, it sounds a little bit like lesbian. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> um, but I don't think that's what they meant. I think that's exactly what they meant. That's as you made a. I made a point in Bergerac. No, Kent and Kant. No, Kent and, and Kant very different. That's that was a very that was a very written line. That was a. There's one letter out. Between two Kent and the other word. There are two, two letters. They don't even really rhyme. <laughs> also, two letters. One. We look. Let's not go over this again. <laughs> right. So. Everything. I mean, you're right. Everything she says. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely, you know, she she breathily mouthed it at yeah. the inspector because that's what. She, that's what. Yeah. That's what she does. Yeah. Um, basically, the guy dies. No one seems to give a shit. The guy who's the second man in this thing, Evans. He 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 kind of wants this guy out of the way because he thinks he's a better actor. There's no love lost between them. No love lost. He he also looks like Simon from In Between Us a little bit, um, um, and also a little bit like uh, Alan Cumming as well. Who well, I'm not aware of, um, but we've you know pretty famous actor. Um, okay, well I'll look it up in the break somehow. Yep. There must be a way of finding that. I would hope so. <laughs> uh, Fisher is then sent away. She doesn't go away, she examines the body, she steals the note out of the things out and notices that he's got burnt fingers. Yep, um, from opium, um, which we'll discover later. Which we find out later on. That, which yeah. leads us into our next scene where we have a 1920s um, 
ninja fight. Um, yeah, they leave the theatre, a fight kicks off, there's an axe that's, that, that lands like six inches away from Miss Fisher's face. Yeah. Which she then picks up and throws back, landing it six inches away. <laughs> Somehow all these people are like expert axe throwers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and basically this is the Chinese man that we met in the first scene in the theatre who had saved the leading actor from being beaten up apparently earlier that day. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a Chinese man. He's called Mr. Lin. He Come could not look he could not look less Chinese yeah. if you tried. Yeah. And he doesn't speak in a Chinese accent. No. Um, I mean, I guess he's third generation or whatever, but like he he doesn't even he just doesn't look Chinese. I don't know why and maybe this is a bit like the thing last time. Maybe it was going to come in that there's a reason for that. But certainly at yeah. this stage, all I'm thinking is, are there no Chinese accent actors in Australia? I pref- uh, no, I think they have a... Um, and you would imagine uh, there are. They, they have a fairly, a fairly decent strong, sized Chinese strong population. Asian, Asian um, and Chinese population, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Miss Fisher does some, um, they do some mutual flirting. Um, as is her want. Uh, he, as is her wanton. Um, <laughs> She's a wanton lady. <laughs> which, so then they go to dinner, which happens to be this faux Chinese guy's... Um, Grandmother's uh, restaurant. Is it, is it his mother or his grandmother? Grandmother. Oh, okay. Um, as I say, when she turns up later on, Dottie says it's his grandmother. Uh, she is um, very not uh, not impressed with uh, Miss Fisher. Uh, not impressed. She slags her off, but it turns out that um, she calls uh, her a floozy. Yeah, and uh, but little does she know that uh, Miss Fisher uh, speaks fluent Mandarin. Um, Obviously, <laughs> because you know why not? She spent. She's <laughs> Australian. She spent a lot of time in England. That's obviously fluent in Mandarin. Yep, perfect. Um, they have some. Me- they have a meal. I wonder uh, if that's going to come into play later on, though. Uh, that um, fluent Chinese that she's got, because you wouldn't yeah. expect Chinese is one of those languages that if you don't look Chinese, you're going to assume someone can't speak it. Yes. And think you can say anything. So I reckon that might come into play later on. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have a nice little bit of comedy relief where uh, Dot doesn't know how to use chopsticks. Mm. Um, <laughs> so. Um, just like my dad. Hilarious. Um, but, but, you know, it's quite a cute scene anyway. So, um, yeah. yeah. She's nice, Doc. I like, I mean, oh, I like yeah, yeah. Dot. No, she's cute. Uh, so, yeah, it turns out that Mr. Lin, who is the uh, pretend Chinese man, turns out he is an importer of silk. Yes. I wished he was going to be an importer-exporter <laughs> so that I could make Seinfeld references, but I right. can't. Bad luck. Yeah. Um, uh, Cochrane, so... I mean, we're, we're, I mean, basically, we are we are giving this more time than it needs. We're basically like Miss um, Fisher, but sort of jumping ahead, sort of like um, insults him by um, inferring that his silk trade is actually uh, an opium trade. Um, yeah. He is obviously offended Very by the um, by, that. Yeah. by the horrific kind of racial stereotyping of uh, Miss Fisher, a Chinese which, man being an opium dealer. Uh, yeah, yeah, he says he, it happens a lot. He says that Cochrane, the actor who has died, made the same assumption. Because he was after some opium. Yeah, and he came to and he came to Mr. Lin for that. So that maybe is something to do with the fight. We never really find out what happened in that fight that that, that Mr. Lin saved him in. Um, and it ends, the part ends, jumping ahead a little bit, is that basically, the old man who's producing the play, Ruddy Gore, if you will, yeah, uh, had a relationship with Dorothea, the ghost, who died yep. 20 years ago, and they they broke up because he went to England to do some theatre stuff. She gave up the theatre for a year, and then she came back to the theatre, he came back to the theatre, and she was going out with some bloke called Sheffield, who I've not heard of until that scene. He asked her to marry him, and she said that she'd give him her answer yeah. on the night of, on the opening night of the play. Because at that point she was with Sheffield. Yeah. So it's all, so it's all boiling down to this first night of the play 20 years ago. You've got Sheffield, who we've not heard of before that scene. Uh, yeah. 
and that's it. And yeah. she she kills her she kills herself by stabbing herself in the heart, which I'll be honest is. I don't believe that she killed herself by stabbing her in the heart, but we'll get no. on to that momentarily. The only other thing we should mention is that the Chinese grandmother turns up to Miss Fisher's house yep. and basically tells Miss Fisher to keep away from Mr. Lin because he has promised to uh, a, a woman in a good family in Shanghai. Um, yes, uh, and calls her a fox spirit mm. in such a uh, in such an accent as it sounds like fuck spirit. Yeah, um, and, <laughs> and so and so we have a little fun with that as well. It's quite thinly veiled, and that's that's where we've left off. So, Marcus, what do you reckon? Predictions will come after this, obviously. Okay. The detective inspectors. Predictions. Predictions. You say it again. Predictions. Nice. Cool. Spontaneous. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Predictions. No, nothing more spontaneous than being told to say something. <laughs> yeah, but that was off air, so nobody knows I told you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Predictions. Okay, number one. Yep. Number one prediction. Dorothea. Yes. Is not dead. Ooh. I don't think. Surviving the uh, fatal heart stabbing. <laughs> it's the theatre, darling. Okay. It's the theatre. She's an actress. All you need is like a friendly policeman, and she's like acted it. She's just laying there, blah blah blah. No one's looking in too hard. There's definitely a knife in there. So I think she's still alive. And I think, do I think? Okay, I think she's still alive, but that doesn't play into who I think is responsible. I think the person responsible. For the murder and all the goings on of Friny Friny Fisher's friend, <laughs> the theatre bloke who's Four. a producer of the production. <laughs> Five. Uh, cancer's one. <laughs> the old guy who's in charge of the production, she he is responsible because I think he because he says earlier on in the episode, if this production fails, I am finished. Right. I put all my eggs into this one very poorly chosen Gilbert and Sullivan shaped basket yeah and <laughs> if you were going to put all your theatre eggs into one basket also if you were going to do that why would you choose a play that the woman you loved more than anything else in the world was killed just before you were in yeah, it with her Gilbert and Sullivan churned out enough shit so there was, yeah. there's plenty to choose from there are plenty of piss poor operators yeah or do something good. Do Tosca. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I Take a punt. I don't think they've got the skills. <laughs> but, but, you know, you, but you catch my drift. So I think he uh, is somehow responsible for all this because he wanted the... Because I think the scandal of the lead guy dying is enough to really up ticket sales because people are morbid and obsessed with death. Uh, hence why there's so many of these programmes and why we're sitting here now. Cool. Um, right. Tabby. So, I think um, the one thing you've not mentioned is that someone else is involved. Someone had to be the ghost because we're, you know, at no point do we actually believe that there is an actual ghost there. Um, and I think it is literally done with smoke and mirrors. Well, um, I sort of say, so, I think Dorothea is still alive, so I think she might be... Oh, okay, somehow, so you think she might be the ghost. Yeah. She might be playing the ghost in his... Right. That's kind of what I was implying, but... So, okay, so I, I think that the ghost is possibly the young actress who was the star of the show. She's involved, definitely. I wish um, I'd forgotten. We haven't actually mentioned her. She's a... She's an actress, she's the main girl in the show, and she's been very cold about the death so far. So, I suspect that um, the murderer of Dorothea, all those years ago, was actually the fiancé, because I suspect that she thwarted his um, desires and decided to stay with the person that she was with. Sheffield. Um, and I think that... Because of that, I think the actor that died, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, uh, Cochrane. Cochrane. Um, Cochrane. Um, I think he 
was murdered by the caretaker stroke theatre dog's body under the employ of the theatre manager because I think the actor discovered that the theatre manager had actually um, committed the murder and was going to expose him. So you, so to clarify, because I did stop listening halfway through. Okay. <laughs> doesn't my bode, mind, that really doesn't bode well no, for my what, mind, we're doing, what we're trying to achieve. My, my mind wandered. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Just a little bit. So you think that the th- the theatre caretaker murdered Cochrane because Cochrane had found out... That the theatre manager had uh, murdered this um, woman... Um, okay. all so those what, years so ago. So what's your explanation for the ghost? Um, I think they kind of uh, possibly... What, the, the theatre manager and the caretaker? By caretaker, do you mean the dresser of Evans? No, no, not the dresser of Evans. I mean the the kind of the, the slightly wonky-looking guy who um, is sort of like bumbling around in the background but also slightly in the foreground of a lot of things. Um, not the guy with the beard. Not You know who I'm talking about, the dresser of Evans. Yeah, yeah, no, I know the dresser, yeah. Not, not um, him, not okay. Him. No, no, the guy in the... The character I've not noticed him. Um, uh, he's there, but when they when they initially kind of say um, um, who can play him now that he's dead, and they say oh, this guy can play him, he knows all the roles. No, that's no, that's the dresser. That's the dresser. Of, that's Evans's dresser. Oh, is that the guy uh, in the sailor suit? That's his dresser. Oh, right. Oh, okay. That, um, but, yeah. but him then? Yeah, okay. yeah um, the, the the lesser dresser. Um, in the, <laughs> the lesser dresser. The lesser dresser. Yeah. Okay. Um, Bonus prediction point. I like that, to be honest. I like what you've done there. Thank you. I think you're wrong. Uh, I think I'm probably wrong as well. But um, Bonus prediction point. Mm-hmm. Will Fanny Fisher have sex with anyone in this episode? Because um, I'll be honest, it's quite late. She's normally yeah. done the business by now uh, in the other ones that I've watched. If it's going to be anyone, it's going to be the um, silk slash opium dealer. Who will who will somehow get over the slight of being called an opium uh, dealer yeah. when confronted with the extremely attractive Franny Fisher. Yeah. So do you think he will or he won't? Um, she will or she won't? I think... I think she won't. Do I go against you and get the go for the bonus point? It's... it's I think she will... I think she... I'm going for it. Okay. I think she's going to have sex in this episode. Okay. But not with him. Just with anyone. Okay. You're saying she won't have sex with anyone. I'm saying she will. All right. So the bonus point on offer. This is exciting. This is a reason. <laughs> this is a reason to come back after the break. Indeed. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome right. back. Yeah, some some high energy there. <laughs> we, we have just watched the second half of Miss Fisher's Mysteries, Series 1, Episode 6. Ruddy uh, Gore. Ruddy Gore. Ruddy Gore. Ruddy Gore. So, let's, and, uh, uh, let's go through... Uh, let's go through. Should we deal with the important issue first? Um, yeah, I, I know... That, I concede. Um, I clearly do not know Mrs. Miss Fisher's character particularly well. Um, she did indeed fuck. So <laughs> she did have sex with the Chinese man who is not Chinese. Yeah. So that is a bonus point to me. I'm not sure we're counting these bonus points though. They, are. they don't. They don't go no. into the actual score. Yeah, they, of course they do. No. We we look. No, no what? Yeah, yeah. if you had won that bonus point, it would have gone to the score. No, no, this this goes into a separate bonus point score. No, 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 incorrect. No, no, I did not agree to that. Well, that's what did you think the bonus point was? Just for fun. <laughs> no fun here. Oh, <laughs> this is not fun. No, I know it's not. The bonus but, point. But we've got to pretend it is. Come on. <laughs> what? What do you think? There's a separate thing for bonus points. Yeah, I think that's there insane. is. Yeah, no, I think it. But there isn't. I think I think a bonus point is worth one third of a point. No, that bonus point. If you had got it, you would now be sitting there three one up. No, I as it is, would not. You did not get it. I got it. The score is two two. We move on, and now at least you've learnt the harsh way that bonus points are important. I'm no longer playing this bonus points game. Fine. Then I've won the bonus points game. <laughs> it's two two. 
Move on. Mm, I don't. I don't agree. <laughs> but then what? What did you think we were doing? <laughs> Just thought it was a, a, a nice little diversion. A fun, no. you know, a fun, a fun little thing to do. Just, no. Just between friends, you know. <laughs> it's a bonus point. Fine. I've got the point. Oh, I don't count it, but... The score is 2-2. Two, two. I'm just going to agree to make you shut score up. score is 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> don't worry, you'll be... You know, the chances are you might be ahead again by the end of the episode. <laughs> so take us, what yeah, take us through what happens. Well, Miss Fisher. Miss Fisher. So, the long and the short of it is... Uh... Basically, another person is murdered. Yep. On the stage, uh, the other lead actor, the who, other lead actor, who Evans. is now who is now playing the lead part. Um, so he took over, and he was he was your suspect, right, Evans? Um, along with yeah, along with the his dresser. No, Evan, Evans wasn't my suspect. Oh no, it was Bart. Yeah, with the main guy and the yeah and the dresser. But yeah, so Evans dies in an incident which involves Inspector Jack Jack. Robinson or whatever his name is, landing on Miss Fisher and crushing her to the stage. Yeah, um, we are thankfully spared some more excruciating uh, Gilbert and Sullivan. So um, because the uh, the sandbag falls just at the right time when she's about to start singing, I think. Yeah, they do a few lines, don't they? But we don't hear. Yeah, we don't hear the rest. Uh, so, Miss Fisher, just before that happened, smelt hyacinths. Uh, yep, hyacinth. Hyacinth. Yep. I don't know the relevance of that now. Even now, at the end of the episode, I don't know why that was um, important. It, it was basically what happened when the, the um, when the ghost came. I think. The, I know, but I know it's what happened when the ghost came. But I don't understand why. I think the implication was that um, the girl who originally died um, smelled smell like hyacinth, smelled hyacinths, or had some sort of perfume, or was given hyacinths that night. Um, okay. On the, night, on the night that she died, maybe. Um, yeah. Actors, it's not, actors often get flowers on the first night. I can yeah, reveal. It's not <laughs> shock. <laughs> Just hold the press. My insider knowledge of the theatre, uh, the theatre uh, situation, is that often actors are given flowers on the first night, be they male actors or lady actors. That's official. Thank you for that. <laughs> That's straight. I've got actor firms who I could call now and they would confirm that. And they stink of flowers all the time. <laughs> flowers ale. Just like, <laughs> like working in Lush. <laughs> well, most of the actors I know do also work in Lush. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> um, so Evans is dead. Fine, smelt hyacinths. Yep. Um, then the ghost appears to, to Fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another note appears, flapping down from the rafters. Yeah. Uh, and it says, you're next. Which is quite it's sinister. Not, it's not very original, though, is it? I mean, you know, you're in the... You work in the theatre, you should... You could probably, ironically, make it more flowery. Um, <laughs> what is about the flowers? Yeah. Um, what what you say? I mean, yeah, you're right. There must be some kind of quote from the theatre. You would have thought from the theatre, uh, the world of the theatre. I mean, this this episode. If is, you're listening to this and you are involved in the theatre and you can think of a better thing to have been on that note, then do let us know. Because I, for one, would very much like to hear from you. Um. I'm soon going to have no friends, so any correspondence <laughs> listeners to this will be a good thing. Tread these boards carefully, for one day you shall die. Is that a... Nope, I've just made that up, but that's... You could have definitely convinced me that that was a direct quote from something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's why I've missed my calling. Yeah, you're, quite, you're quite clever, aren't you? Yeah, sometimes. Never <laughs> no, I hide it well. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, can I just basically to to save a lot of time? This uh, 
this episode is basically Phantom of the Opera, Phantom of the Operetta. It, it's, is it? It's yeah, you've, yeah. It's, I've not it's, seen that. Uh, I, I don't know it, the story it, of Phantom of the Opera. It, it, it's very very similar. In, in I don't like many musical theatre. No, it's, it's alright. It's a good show actually. Is it? Yeah, I've seen it twice. Really? Yeah. God knows how. Yeah, how's that happened? I don't think I ever paid for a ticket. Well, you wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't. No, I think I've, I've seen I've, I've seen an obscene amount of Android Webber actually. He's never paid a penny. There's yeah. one thing I know about Tabby. He knows how to get into these Andrew Lloyd Webber <laughs> shows without putting his hand in his pocket. Nope, I put my hand in some other, someone else's pocket. Stole their ticket. <laughs> well, I, was, I was going for more preferred <laughs> favours, but um... don't go there. This is like a legally binding document once it's on the internet. Oh, okay, right. You're fucked then. <laughs> I've done, I've said nothing. You've just admitted to actual crimes. I have not. Turns out that Dorothea's daughter is the leading lady that we forgot to really talk about in the first half of the podcast. Yep. Um, and it also turns out well, I can't remember when we find this out, but the 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 father of that leading lady is Bart, the yeah. old guy running this production. We find that out right at the very end. Basically, not much actually happens in uh, there's a in, in the last half of this program. There's there's a lot of sort of um, uh, posturing, but there's no not really that many other sort of clues given. Um, yeah. We basically kind of like we can pretty much just skip straight to. Um, uh, Miss Fisher's sitting in her living room um, with a great big... Um... And here we get we get a classic moment in the detective television programme genre where the detective is at her wit's end and can't... Yeah. They're, they're out of ideas. She but... is out of ideas. Luckily, who should arrive? Um, the, uh, the maid, whose name is... Dot. Dot. Um... Uh, <laughs> sort of preempting the um, <laughs> the internet boom, sort of a good sort of <laughs> ninety years beforehand. <laughs> but, uh, so, dot, dot, made dot made, made dot com. Um, yeah. <laughs> you made dot com. Made dot com. A great furniture. I've just bought a table from there actually. All right. <laughs> you made dot com. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what it is that Franny Fisher says that encourages Dot to say... Uh, she, she's basically kind of... She's got like a, a really nice um, magic lantern, um, effectively, like a... Um, she's trying to create it, a ghost, it's a, she? Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a light projection um, machine. Um, and um, I think she makes some sort of comment about sort of like um, dust settling. Um, oh yeah. Uh, so she makes some comments about sort of like waiting until the dust settles, I think. Um, and Dot says that. Dot says that, and uh, Miss Fisher um, has a brainwave, and we pretty much like a smash cut to, as you say, the parlor, the parlor scene. Um, but Which just... there has not been a parlor scene in any of these before that I've watched. No. No, actually. Um, so it's interesting that they're just yeah, they're happy to just uh, yeah. This one suited a parlor scene, so they're not stuck in that rigid uh, yeah. format like other shows are. So yeah, smash cut to them all um, standing on the uh, standing on the stage. Um, uh, Miss Fisher um, says that she is going to summon the ghost. Ooh. Just get colder in here. Yeah. Fuck! <laughs> no, that's not a ghost. That's, uh... Oh, no, it's you. Yeah. I've just I've been stuck inside the last few weeks. We're getting better with our improv, I think. Possibly. I think so. I'm not sure we're the people to judge it. I'm giving ourselves four points for that. <laughs> Do they count towards the totals? Um, no. No, only the total points count towards the total and points. And the bonus points. No, and not the bonus points. Fucking stop. Right. The bonus points. So. 
Miss Fisher summons the ghost. Everyone is amazed. The uh, old man, um, theatre organiser, uh, what's his name? Bart. Bart. Um, has a cow and. <laughs> literally eats his own shorts. He does, yes. And sort of. Well, not literally. And figuratively, yeah, so reaches out and says, "I can almost touch her." The lights come back on. It's, it's incredibly theatrical. Well, yeah. not ironically, there's though you know she goes it's to the effort good of ending, like, I think. she goes to the effort of like having kind of like lightning effects and and a smoke machine and uh, everything else, which is just sort of like, how the how the fuck did you have time to set all of this up? We literally just saw you in the room. In you've managed you've managed to summon un- every single major cast character. To this theatre. We do not know how much time has passed between Dot causing Franny Fisher to have her revelation and the scene in the theatre. I'd, I'd argue that that's at least a day's work. Yeah, but it might be the next evening. We she, don't know. She's wearing the same clothes. So, anyway, um, regardless of like. Um, uh, you know the setup and sort of like actually sort of stage managing such a you know it's quite a complex sort of piece that she does. Um, then the ghost disappears. She says it's not a ghost. Um, then the actress playing the daughter, uh, basically playing the, the doll, blonde girl. Um, yes, um, she comes out dressed up as um, Dorothea. Dorothy. Dorothea. Um, Turns out she Dorothea is her mother. Um, Bart is we the father. We knew that. We, yeah, I mean, we knew that slightly before. Yeah, I think. Um, and so then we get to the uh, the reveal of the murderer. And it is as predicted by you. Thank you. It is the the guy that you thought was the caretaker, but is in effect the dresser of Evans. Yeah. Who is the second person killed? The he, second person killed is killed by accident. Actually, it the was guy was trying to trying kill, to kill Miss Fisher. Miss Fisher, but that that guy is actually Sheffield, who is the actor who within the three of the people between Dorothy in the, and in the love triangle, and the love triangle, yeah, and um, he's he's basically been Kaiser Sozying it up, sort of like pretending to be this sort of like hunchback kind of um, pathetic kind of man. When instead I, he, he's he's actually kind of. He, he sort of throws off his sort of like act and sort of like yeah. attempts to get away. Well, it, well his, whole, his whole thing is that he hates Bart for, for, for basically stealing Dorothea away from him. So he killed Dorothea at the time and now he's trying to ruin Bart. That's basically the, the story here. So Dorothea obviously told Sheffield yeah. that she was going to go with Bart rather than him. Yep. Sheffield kills her mm-hmm. and then for some reason does nothing for 20 years uh, uh, until until and, uh, Bart comes wait, back and sets uh, up this until play. The, yeah, conveniently sets up the subject. Like, and then his... So has this guy been, like, effectively been working in the theatre for like 20 years? Like, just in, waiting like, for the waiting, waiting, waiting for someone to actually put on the same play. He was an amazing just, actor and for some uh, reason has just given all that up. Waiting twenty years. Yeah, uh, that's dedication. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, that's 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 proper. That's proper method. That's like that's Daniel Day Lewis kind of method acting. That's yeah. You know, going off to become like a cobbler for fuck knows how long. Cobblers, <laughs> mate. <laughs> um. So, the other question I've got. Okay. So that's that's the episode, isn't it? Like that's, it's all yeah, done. yeah, that's it's all done. That's it. We uh, have we, we have a nice little scene at the end yeah. with um, uh, Miss Fisher and the um, and the main the main police guy and and which yeah, goes nowhere. Turns out he hates Gilbert and Sullivan because he was in a bad he, he got a bad yeah. review in Pirates of Penzance. But but my question is, um, <laughs> but my question is about that scene before, which is, I've got two things. Number one, oh, I forgot one of them. Number one, <laughs> how on earth is Bart not recognising Sheffield? Like, even though they haven't seen each other for a long time, and even though he's playing a role... Because he is, I am, he's, a fine, he's a fine actor. 
I think that's bollocks. Well, of course, I think you'd recognise. Well, of course, it's all bollocks. <laughs> um, like, essentially, that's like one of my good friends in twenty years' time putting on a bit of a false beard and pretending they've got a hunchback, and me apparently not recognising them, even though they're working in the theatre I'm working in for six months. Like that <laughs> just isn't. That is, that, that is not plausible. When we pass our ways, which should probably be sooner rather than later, well, it's when we get I'm to getting, five points. I will, um, I will come back twenty years later, um, <laughs> pretending to be a weird hunch. I mean, twenty years time, I'm gonna be a weird fucking hunchback anyway. It's <laughs> he's halfway there already. I know, I know. I'm just gonna be just like some fucking horrible monster. He's already a hunch under a bridge. Um, <laughs> just needs to go weird. <laughs> So yeah, we'll we'll see, we'll test that. <laughs> my other question is, yes, I've remembered now. Which is a good thing, I think. I think so. <laughs> you were going around writing your own, <laughs> writing your own weirdness obituary. <laughs> the other thing I've remembered is, if you wanted to, if you've waited twenty years to get back at this guy, he's been in London. Mm. A, why not go to London and get him there? But B, it's fucking expensive in London. Why? Like, his way of getting back at this guy who caused him to murder the woman he loved is to kill his leading man and ruin the play that he's putting on. Just kill the man. Just kill Bart. I think it's more satisfactory to to let this go. Slowly ruin their life. Yeah, yeah, to, to make him fail. Um, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, playing, he's playing a very long game, a very long game without really that much because... Wait, wait, a long game. It's 20 years before it kicked off. Yeah, and plus also... He, Why not kill the daughter? Well, he didn't know it was the daughter. Didn't he? No. Everyone no. else seemed to. Uh, no, I don't think he did. Um, but also, you know, you've, you've killed two people. Um, but, it was definitely the, Do- but it was definitely Dorothea's daughter. He must have known that. I don't think he did. How did he not know that the woman he was in love with for a year had had a daughter? Um, like... That makes no sense. He was working on his character. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Working on his hunchback. But also, he's there's no guarantee even after like the death of two people. Uh, And the the second death was an accident because he wanted to kill Miss Fisher because he knew that she was onto him. Um, She's onto me. uh, There's no. There's no guarantee that that would actually work anyway. No. Um, like I said earlier, a few yeah. people dying in a production, I think, is only going to bring more people through the door. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. The morbid mean, curiosity. You know, look at look at humans like, are fascinated by. Yeah, I mean, look at like everyone's obsessed with like cursed films, like The Exorcist and things. They're like, yeah. I mean, it's all bollocks, and anyone who believes that is a fucking idiot. But apologies to fucking idiots everywhere. Um, no. <laughs> Oliver Reed dying didn't ruin the gladiator. Um, well, Heath Ledger dying didn't uh, sort of scupper Dr. Montparnasse's whatever it was called. Uh, Dr. Montparnasse. <laughs> Dr. Parnassus. The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Dr. Parnassus' imaginary Imaginarium. The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Dr. Parnassus' Imaginarium of Imaginary Things. Yeah. Should we move Underrated on? film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, let's move on to the end. Let's quickly move on to the end. Well, actually, well, so that's the... Well, so that's that. Let's talk. That's the episode, isn't it? Yep. So that's... we'll come back in a moment and we'll do... We'll discuss predictions. Yep. And we'll discuss ratings. Yep. And we'll pick up final thoughts on any other business. Cool. Closing arguments. Want to say predictions? Predictions. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Now we have predictions. And the results thereof. Right. Do you want to start? First of all, we need to clear up this bonus point situation. Uh, there's Briefly. Nothing... Okay, half a point. Uh, Let's call it half a point. You can have half a point. When I said it earlier, I thought it was understood Um, that it would be a point on the thing. So let's just call it half a point. You can have half a point. So it's currently two and a half, two, one and a half, okay? Yeah. 
Two, one and a half. Makes it complicated. It does. It does. That's why I didn't think we but should have that's what it is. <laughs> it wouldn't have been complicated if it had just been a bonus point. But anyway, it's two, one and a half. You're, you're changing the rules halfway through the game and I don't like it. No. <laughs> that's why I said it's a special, special thing anyway. <laughs> Predictions for this episode. It's it's yours. Yeah, it's yours. Uh, I mean, so, I said... Uh, I said it was Bart trying to sabotage his own production to get people through the door. It was, in actual fact, Sheffield. You didn't know. To be fair, you didn't know it was Sheffield. I didn't. I didn't know. Well, I didn't know it was Sheffield for the first one. Um, and you thought that the old man was involved in it. Yeah. But you did get the murderer. So on previous episodes, we're going to have to give you that, unfortunately. Yeah. No, that was uh, that was Sheffield, um, and. I feel, I feel pretty good about that. So the score is now three, one and a half. Yep. So just three and a half points you need. Okay. And this will be over. I'm going to say, from now, any bonus things, no bonus points count from, well, from here on in. Or bonus points do count, but we just acknowledge that they count from the start. We'll argue about this later. We'll discuss it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I tell you what, this is something we could discuss off air. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and then come back. Let's do that. That makes more okay. sense. Okay. So, final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Right. Uh, I really enjoyed this program. It's. You know, it's kind of it's kind of racy. It's sort of um, yeah, um, I love the era. I love the deco. I love the costumes. Bring in twenties. You stop that. Um, um, you know, in a in a former life, I think I probably would have been a flapper. Um, so uh, yeah, you can you can take that as a quote. Um, no, I really enjoyed it. It's it's fun. It's silly. The characters are actually good. The the, the acting is well from the main people is is generally the main cast is generally pretty solid. Um, it's okay, isn't it? There's no there's no one that stands out as being rubbish. No, like there are in other things we've watched. Like it's 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 good. No, Miss Miss Fisher is fun um, and hot. Um, she yeah, is hot. She is a she is a she's a hottie. She's a good character, and you no, know, yeah, I she's think, she's great, and it's yeah. great that she is the the kind of liberated, forward woman. Uh, yeah, that she is. Know, it's fun, sort of a, a, a proto pansexual sort of, um, you know, take it where she'll <laughs> take it where she can get it, and uh, you know, that seems to be pretty much everywhere. So, no. <laughs> I have a f- I have a couple of issues. Okay, number one, spiders. You're saying there's a lack of spiders in it? No. I'm saying that there are... Although you don't see any spiders in it, I know there are a lot of spiders in the background. <laughs> like lurking there in the corners, redbacks, false widows, probably proper proper real widows. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm not happy about that. Just watching it and knowing it's in Australia, I'm thinking <laughs> if I was there, there's a spider situation waiting to happen around every corner underneath every toilet seat and in every shoe. I, I mean, I'm surprised that I've seen sort of like three episodes of this now and they haven't used a poisonous spider as a weapon. Um, yeah. I would imagine, I would, I, would, I would imagine that that would be a, you know, you're in Australia, you've got so many deadly things, you would, that's how you would Use kill one. someone. Use yeah, one, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the perfect murder. Just chuck one in. Fuck, that is the perfect murder. <laughs> a little bit worried now, listeners. Second um, problem I've got. Marcus, should we go to Australia? <laughs> no, Tabby. Let's not. If you could wear these big shoes that I can hide things in. <laughs> Isn't it time you went to the toilet, Marcus? <laughs> go to the toilet now, Marcus. I've just thrown all the tarantulas in there. <laughs> That's very posh tarantulas. <laughs> tarantulas. <laughs> tarantulas. Tarantulas. <laughs> Crocodiles. Spiders. Kangaroos. Crocodiles. Yeah, kangaroos, I mean, yeah, they can kill you if they kick you, but not so deadly, really. Um, Would croc- you describe this program as a kangaroo done it? My second problem with this. No. <laughs> No, second, I would not. My second problem with this 
is the pacing. This is a genuine problem. Okay. <laughs> it's actually too... It's... it's I, I don't know. It's like... there's. It's too much... The first half of it is like just constantly them talking to people. Her and Inspector Jack talking to people all the way through. It's constant. Duh, 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 and there's no... There's actually no space in the first half for anything to breathe. And then the second half, not that much happens. Yeah. And it's like, actually, you need to... I think it would be a little bit better if they just loaded it a little bit more so that you... It's, yeah, it's you know not... Do you know what I mean? It's a bit it, top-heavy in terms yeah, it's of, like... Yeah, it, it's not very evenly paced. I, could, I, can, see, I can see that. Um, but... That's a very narrow. That's a very small observation. But also, you know, with that, it, it never gets boring. There's nothing kind of, um, you know, no, there's, like, there's yeah, and there's and there's enough kind of like sort of slight sort of like comedy moments and sort of like you know, it's 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 light-hearted enough, um, and you know, does you know keep you guessing until at least about halfway through. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> no, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. The detective inspectors. So, um, ratings. 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 Rating. Do you want to go first? Um. Am I rating the? Am I going to rate the whole program, or just? I'm going to. Shall I rate the whole program and her, or? You only need to rate her. Okay. Because that's what we normally do. Yeah. All right. Um. I'm going to give her a, a detective inspector rating. Oh. What's that, a two? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have interrupted. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> um, I'm going to give her a rating of a, a six and a half out of ten for a... Uh, Detection for detection for de- skills. For detection skills, um, I'd give her a bit of ten out of till ten, ten out of ten for just being pretty fucking awesome. Um, she is cool. Um, and another ten out of ten for the outfits. Um, uh, but the detection one is the one I'm interested. Uh, what are you giving yeah. her? Seven and a half. Six and a half out of Six ten. Six and a half. Yeah. Okay. Six point five. Six point five. Yeah. I. Agree with you. She is awesome, and in the other episodes I've watched of this, she is jumping through windows, running around. She's tackling people. She's got a gut. She, like, she didn't. She didn't get a shooter out in this episode at all. No, no. And she's, she is. She is you know, quite an all action. Standing on top of trains. She's, yeah, yeah. She's jumping through windows, chasing people, doing all sorts of stuff. So she is. She is hardcore. Yeah. She's tough as nails. She's a liberated woman. Yeah. In this episode. She doesn't shine particularly well. I don't think she does as much... As in previous episodes. As in other episodes. Yeah. We can only judge them on the episode we've seen. Yeah. So, without... Again, it's another it's another classic thing, but I suppose you're only as good as your sidekick. Uh, yeah. As a detective. So, you know, it is Dottie that comes up or gives her the idea for the, the final thing. But yeah. I don't know. I'm going to go... Because I don't think we actually mentioned the the, the um, from the magic lantern the um, the image of the ghost was projected on sand. That's that's why. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really it, cool. Yeah, we, the sand like a, a thin trickle of sand is falling down, and that's yeah. what the thing the, the thing is being projected on. Yeah, which makes it look ghostly. That is pretty, and it's like f- footage from her only film that she made which was unreleased yes. or something which Sheffield was something to do with which is how he had access to it so yeah um, we probably should have clarified that earlier probably should have done. <laughs> oh no I'm really cares no one's no, listening anyway so yeah just say what you like well I'm going to go 6 out of 10 okay giving us an average of 6.25 cool I think that's yeah, out of 10 for Miss Fisher um, she's cool I, I, I tell you the highest praise I can give this is I will watch further episodes of this for my own amusement. And we you know, know what, what I mean. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, and that's not praise. <laughs> that's just creepy. 
I'm going to watch it because I enjoy the programme. I do not know what you were talking about. No, I, I enjoy it too. I think it's 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 nicely done. It's you know it's fun. It's, it doesn't take itself it doesn't take itself seriously yeah. at all. It, it's, and it looks good. The sets look good. The costumes are great. Yeah. Um, the people are fine. Yeah, no, it's. it's I like it. I like it. You know, it's a fun it, thing. It's fun diversion telly. Um, Possibly you know. the best thing Australia has ever produced. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that is pretty much wraps us up on Miss Fisher's mysteries. <laughs> no, you've decided to alienate an entire continent. <laughs> so apologies to the people in New Zealand. Um, <laughs> That pretty much wraps us up there. I, think I so. just wanted to. I want to say that this is a this is a sad day in general. It is because this is uh, this is the last day that Tabby and I will be recording one of these in the same room for an indeterminate amount of time. You say sad day. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, this is the uh, and <laughs> the end of a very very short era. But... Very short era. So don't worry, we we will still be recording, but we will be doing them from uh, Tabby. Will still be here in the Detective Inspectors South. HQ in South East London, South East London, Bromley. Yeah, twenty eight no. Carlisle Street, <laughs> flat two. <laughs> Phone number? Oh no. I, however, will be in Spain for a unspecified period of time uh, for reasons which I prefer not to discuss but podcasts will still <laughs> be police, the police are on to me <laughs> I prefer not to discuss that but podcasts will still be produced yep. they will still be uploaded we will still be the detective inspectors yep. but next time you speak to us or hear from us you uh, it will be there will be a slight variation in sound quality and who knows how it's going to work? Who knows? Um, so, yeah. My phone's ringing. Um, okay. Um, but let's go. And next week, next time we do do this, it will be from different countries. But you will be watching Spanish programmes and not knowing <laughs> what's going on. I will... Uh, <laughs> I, we, we will still be watching the same programme and I think we might be delving into... For the first time, the and not the last, the Queen of Mystery, Agatha Christie. Yeah, something along those lines is going to happen. I think that would be an awesome. There must be one set in Spain. Yeah, yeah. maybe. I know there's one set in Egypt. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not Spain though, is it? <laughs> there's one set on the Orient Express. Yeah, that might go through Spain. Oh. <laughs> Spain in the Orient? No. If that guy in that program today, and <laughs> Spain can be in the Orient. I think we're petering out here. We need That's to enough from us. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Tweet us at detect underscore inspect. Email us at the detective inspectors at gmail dot com. This has been Marcus Brayburn. Hi. Hi there. And you've been. Uh, I've been Tabby, and we have been the. Detective, Detective inspectors. inspectors. See you later, mate. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See you, mate. All right. Bye. <laughs>